0: Welcome to Sustainability Scores the podcast for research analysts who wants to unlock insights from corporate sustainability data. I'm your host Vikram Shetty. Today I am joined by my guest Akim to talk about sustainability compliance. Akim welcome to the show.
1: Hi, nice to meet you. Thank you oh, for the invitation.
0: Yes, thank you. You are most welcome and thank you for your time. Uh, for folks who are just meeting you for the first time, uh, would you like to share a little bit about who you are and what you do?
1: Uh Yes, okay. Uh, I could start from uh, maybe from the point when my interest in compliance and sustainable development uh, have appeared. So I'm originally from uh, Ukraine and uh, three years ago uh, I joined the United Nations Global Compact Network in Ukraine and I worked there as an anti-corruption project manager I also was engaged in different uh, initiatives uh, that aim to challenge and support companies in implementation of uh, sustainable development goals. Mm. So after that, I also went deeper into sustainable compliance. I also have finished a sustainable development law course at Sciences Po, Paris, my university. And yes, now I'm working as a junior legal consultant.
0: Great, thank you for sharing that. So for those who don't know what is sustainability compliance means, can you give a brief introduction to it?
1: Okay, sure. Um, I would start uh, more widely uh, answering this question. Uh, I want to start from the environmental laws, uh, what it is. And uh, basically, environmental law uh, describes a network of regulations and customary laws that address to to the effects of human activity on the natural environment. Mm. In addition, environmental law works to manage specific uh, natural resources, and that's about environmental impact assessment. Uh, The aim is not only to protect the environmental from harm, but uh, they also determine who can use natural resources, and on what terms. Um, So environmental law play a huge part in protecting humans, animals, and resources, but also without these laws, there would be no regulations uh, concerning pollution, uh, hunting, or uh, even response uh, to disasters. And uh, the thing is that uh, uh, negligence of these laws could result in various punishments, like fines, or uh, in some extra cases, even uh, jail time. Right. Yeah, so uh, the sustainable compliance is important for companies to prevent such things.
0: Right. So basically, it's a a guidelines or it's basically a compliance process to make sure that all the laws and the regulations are followed by the company. Yeah, exactly got it got it and what is so so because this is law and regulation it comes under the government uh preview if i understand correctly so what are the role of a policy government policy impacts on this law and how often uh do does this law keeps on change
1: yes um uh, so well written compliance policies uh, it's also uh, all about the money of company right so policies are important not only as precautionary or preventative tool, uh, but also as an evidence of your acting in a good phase uh, from the side of the company, right? So in case some of your employees will broke a law and during a trial, uh, you could refer to your well-made policies. So the fines uh, you're gonna pay probably would be lesser. And uh, to avoid uh, regulatory compliance issues, maybe I would recommend that uh, whether environmental compliance already is implemented or not, you should make a work plan schedule, a risk management plan. So when the gaps are uh, identified by management, uh, you should ensure that your team is trained and prepared well uh, and no matter you are doing it internally or it's outsourced, uh, yeah, it's that very would be important. the
0: starting point. All right. So, uh, so does audit is a like where does audit fits into the whole compliance thing? Is it the starting point or at the end of? Uh, it?
1: Yes, of course. The audit is uh, the regularly conducted audits. It's oh. a very important uh, thing and um, you also uh, could try to audit uh, uh, yourself yes uh, first by reviewing all uh, your ongoing activities or maybe uh, procedures performed uh, your goals uh, you need to maintain and many different things right and uh, yeah so also to perform an audit is uh, Perhaps the best way uh, for uh, uh, facilities to avoid potentially costly compliance issues. And uh, in general, like multimedia audit uh, is covered compliance with all types of applicable environmental laws and regulatory programs. Uh, So when the audit is conducted, the auditor looks how the federal and state regulations or local ordinances are addressing as well as a uh, site tour review could be conducted like checking of permits, reports, uh, records and yeah.
0: And what are the standard practices like when you mentioned regular audit, is it monthly, quarterly, half uh, yearly or annual?
1: Uh, it depends. It, uh, I think it depends from the sphere you're working in your field.
0: Right. So, can you just give pick one example or one industry and share the normal uh, practice? Or it will be very difficult, even in the same sector or the same space, the audit can be different based on the geography and uh, the kind
1: of business. Uh, sorry, I, I think it it could be dif- difficult oh, okay. right okay. now. To...
0: No problem. No problem. Just wanted to understand from uh, uh, from an outside. yeah it's a it's
1: a very good question but yeah i uh...
0: no problem uh coming uh, back to impact evaluation like coming to not back but coming going to impact evaluation uh so is it more of a uh like an uh a compliance part or it's it's as is it's a part of the audit uh, by the company so impact
1: Mm -hmm. frankly speaking uh... I'm not. Uh, uh, I'm not using this particular approach at my work. Oh. So uh, I could say only in general, uh, yes, like mm. such so thing as uh, the like impact evaluation often mm, serve an accountability purpose to determine uh, uh, if and how well compliance program is working.
0: Got it. And what? Or, what... Or,
1: yeah. Or f- for for example, yes. Uh, you also uh, could uh, determine which among several alternatives is the most effective approach, right? Right. It can help uh, identify adverse environmental effects in the like early stages of your project. Uh, yeah, got it.
0: got it. And what are the uh, common practices that you apply in your work for compliance?
1: Mm. So mostly is uh, just uh, written policies uh and like the purpose of a good compliance manager is to identify uh, all gaps and uh compliance needs right uh, so you could uh, advise a facility on how to fill the gaps and take uh, corrective actions so the compliance manager should have a detailed knowledge of all environmental laws and regulations and you should uh, have compliance experience with all environmental media like,
0: right the, the right got day. it got it so so basically a, a, a day in your job looks like uh, going through a, a lot of documentation permits laws current practices and kind of uh, finding any loophole not loopholes but any particular gaps or mistakes and bringing it out is is that uh correct or like how how, how uh yes
1: yes exactly like uh, your day-to-day job is uh you should look how to improve your compliance programs right Got and it. also uh, like to stay ahead of the uh, changes in regulations and technologies maybe uh you should be in up to date all this time and it's an ongoing process right right so Yeah, you should be in contact with the consultants, regulatory agencies to review updates of regulations.
0: Right. You just mentioned uh, be up, uh, like be live and updated with technology. So, can you give an example? How does technology plays a role in compliance?
1: Uh, Yes, there is a like big trend of uh, collecting uh, like uh, big data. However, I also I'm not working <laughs> with uh, this uh, particular it. approach. Yeah, but
0: right. And uh, uh, while we are in the uh, data and technology part, uh, do you work with evidence based uh, compliance or do you have to keep tracks of all the evidences uh, to basically produce it when the regulatory comes and want to uh, verify it? Uh, does it? Is it that a part of your role?
1: Uh from time to time yes (laughs) and like the uh evidence base you could like by using the evidence base uh you could forecast uh specific risk factors and enabling technical assistance to be offered where uh, needed most yeah but by this you could uh, identify like peer facilities that have overcome similar uh, compliance challenges and speed up your own learning. And also by pairing similar uh, compliant and non-compliant cases, you could uh, jump this uh, type of knowledge.
0: Got it. Is, is there any uh, insights or uh, a finding that uh, somebody who is not a part of uh, sustain, uh, sustainability compliance uh, would not know something something that's uh, a part of your role, which you find very uh, amazing or like uh, very nice to share to the listeners? Mm-hmm.
1: That's a good question. <laughs> Actually, mm, I just keen uh, on uh, with my job, yes. And uh, I like that uh, by doing my job, uh, there is a, a biggest aim, like of the protecting the environment from right. Right. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's it's more like a, a a proactive approach uh than more like a reactive approach before the damage only you uh save it from happening and that's kind of what excites you. Uh, that has been great. Uh, where can people find you online?
1: Uh yeah, people could find me on LinkedIn, just type in my name, Akim Kibunovsky. <laughs> right. And yeah, thanks for having me.
0: Thank you so much uh for doing this. All right, folks, thanks for listening. If you have found this conversation useful, please join me again next time for Sustainability Scores.